Is your home or apartment in need of a glow-up, but current furniture prices, crazy shipping fees, and long delivery wait times have been holding you back from creating the space of your dreams? If so, you might want to check out Home.com. Based right here in Fort Worth, Home has hundreds of chairs, sofas, recliners, home office furniture, and more in stock and ready to ship to your door. Exclusively for Corks and Cowtown listeners, enter offer code COWTOWN at checkout and save 15% off your entire order. Shipping is always free and delivery is guaranteed in 10 business days or less. Go to home.com. That's H U L A L A home.com. Hulala. Welcome to Corks and Cowtown, where everything is popping. Grab your drinks. The show is about to begin. Well, howdy, y'all, and welcome back to Corks and Cowtown. I have another new guest in the studio with me today that I think you're going to love because, let's get real, sometimes the holidays make us stupid and forget things. And this is someone that can remind you of some things that are very necessary and life-saving. So I am joined in studio today with Fort Worth firefighter. Uh, Clay Darty, um, captain at Station 4 um, on the southeast side of town. Just uh, go down Barry instead of going to TCU, go the other way. And we're right by Cobb Park. So Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, I was like, I know that you've switched stations before. Because like firefighters kind of hop around to stations, right? Yeah. So I started off... Um, at Station 6, which is just right down the road here mm-hmm. on University, runs all of 7th Street and all that. And I left there and went to Station 4 as a firefighter. And then I promoted and went to drive at Station 3, which is Stop 6. And then I promoted again to Lieutenant, and I was out by uh, Randy Adams' tattoo shop oh, out yeah. on the east side. And then I promoted to Captain, and um, I'm back at Station 4 now. So, oh, nice. Yeah, kind of a little bit of a tour of the city, but um, hey. most, most of it's been kind of on the east side. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Well, and I know here's the thing is, so I really wanted Clay to come on today because first of all, I know him, but also because he has, how long have you been a firefighter? I've been with uh, Fort Worth for 16 years in February, and then I worked for another city for two years. So almost 18 since I was 20 years old. Yeah. That is so crazy. Like what made you want to become a firefighter? Um, I think it was just, um, I wasn't really like a, a, a sit at the desk kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my granddad was a firefighter when I was, well, before I was born, but he always told me stories about driving the fire truck and all that. And that yeah. kind of piqued my interest. And then, uh, just, I don't know, it seemed like a cool job. And yeah. I started volunteering when I was like 17 because I grew up out in Weatherford. And so they had volunteer fire departments out there and it just kind of, rolled from there. I was just like, well, you can, you know, make a living at this. And I uh, went to the fire academy and then EMT school. And then 17 years later, here I am. Hey, do you think you like, are you kind of like a thrill junkie or no? Yeah. I think that most firefighters probably are, to, yeah. you know, at least to some degree. Um, you know, I'm not doing anything crazy like, you know, Scott diving every day, but, uh, yeah. you know, I, I like to get out and I ride my mountain bike is about, I guess, as crazy as I get, but I'm going to go climb um, Mount Rainier a little bit later this year. Oh, that's um, cool. With a guy that does a lot of different peaks. Uh, he's climbed uh, Denali. Um, he's climbed a bunch of different ones. Um, so he's going to take Is it like a up. group of y'all going or just y'all? Uh, there's going to be two or three we're just going to go. Um, I'm not sure how many, but usually they're called the, they have a, a I, I think it's the Funky Town Mountain Goats or something Stop. like that. I yeah. love that. Yeah, so just a group of firefighters and there might be some people who aren't firefighters that are in the group as well, but yeah, like one of the guys, one of the guys climbed, uh, tried to peak Everest two years ago and got just caught in a storm. He was oh, there for like no. eight days. Eight days? Yeah. And so I think he's going to try Everest again sometime coming up is what I heard. So that is terrifying. Yeah, they do some pretty intense things. That is really cool. I see. And that's something that like, I think that should be like shared because first of all, I know that y'all all do things within the community and also outside the community yeah. to help people, but then also just doing cool things like that that are very, you know, like, I mean, that's like a record breaker. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's nuts. Well, then also I know that whenever we have the wildfires and whatnot all over the U.S., there's a group of y'all that get, like, dispatched to go do mm-hmm. that. Does that have a name or is that just, like, 
different firefighters um, from all over get sent places? Yes. To, yeah, kind of both. So the Fort Worth Fire Department has a wild, wildland team. Um, I think there's 60 of us that are on that wildland team. And I've been on it since like 2014 or 15. And so up until recently, it was just more of a regional uh, team that would respond across Texas. Mm-hmm. But then when California was having their big fires, yeah. which, which is almost every year now, but yes, like three is. years ago, it was pretty bad. And we went, or I guess two years ago, and I went to California for three weeks um, up to Northern California. So there is a wildland team for the fire department. And then there's other just like modules that are teams of firefighters from different um, different departments that can okay. kind of make up almost kind of like contractor type uh, yeah. teams that can be dispatched at the same time. So That's crazy. Yeah. That is so crazy. But it's also like kind of cool because I'm sure there's other like cities, states, et cetera, that are dispatched at the same time. So you're probably meeting oh, yeah. ton of people from all over. Yeah. So when we were in California, there were people there, obviously from close states like Oregon yes. and Washington. Yeah. But um, like this year, I was, you know, we had a pretty bad fire season here in, in yeah, Texas. Yeah, we did. Uh, one of the worst that we've had in, you know, the last decade. And this is the first time I've seen anybody from outside states like in the the numbers that were here, we had people from Louisiana. We had some guys from Florida that we were with for oh, a wow. couple of weeks that were really, really cool guys that, uh-huh. uh, you know, we never would have had the chance to meet them or talk to them and see their kind of tactics and, and what they do versus how we do things. Oh, just, I didn't think about that. Is, yeah. Yeah, do y'all kind of get to like share like different ways to do things? Yeah, then? just because it's just different terrains. Like, you know, we were out. That's um, very true. We were out in Childress, you mm-hmm. know, which is a little bit more grass and stuff out that way versus they're in the Everglades. And you would think that yes. the Everglades is, may not burn a lot, but they get a lot of fires there as well. So um, it's just... Two totally different things. They had a bunch of cool pictures they showed us and some videos of them, you know, working fires out there in Florida. And yeah, uh, it, was, it was really, really cool. And that's, that's kind of the, the, that is the, one of the draws to be on the team is just uh-huh. to be able to go out and see different parts of the, the state. But now we've gone to California and that was an experience that was, you know, I don't know that I'm sure we'll be asked to come back up there at some point, but um, just to be able to go to California and see the kind of terrain and the mountains and yeah, it's and, a whole different yeah, experience. Yeah. Way different than what we're doing here in Fort Worth for sure. <laughs> I mean, definitely. I'm sure you get plenty of interesting things here in Fort Worth too, but yeah, I mean, it's just not the same. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Less trees. <laughs> yep. Definitely on the wildfire side for sure. But. I can only imagine. Okay. So I really wanted you to come on because I know Christmas is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. And I know that you hear, what are the, or I don't know if you can give like exact stats, but how much, how many more calls do y'all get at the holidays for things regarding fire or fire hazards, et cetera, versus like a normal week? Yeah. So unofficially, um, like like I said, I don't know the exact stats, but, and so this is not scientific or anything, but we definitely do have more fires in the winter. Mm-hmm. Than we do, um, say, the spring or the summer. Yeah. And a lot of those are related to um, either heating or uh, sometimes cooking, especially around Thanksgiving. You oh, know, yeah. Those out, deep fried yeah, turkeys. their turkeys, <laughs> which is the best way to eat turkey. But, I mean, yeah, delicious. Uh, but, you know, they can be pretty dangerous if you've mm-hmm. never used one of those fires before. So we do see um, a, an uptick in, in fires in the winter versus, you know, the summer, spring, and fall. So, yeah. I mean, so what would you say are the top, let's say like five fire hazards that you see? Uh, That's pretty easy, I think. Um, I would say the number one, again, this is kind of unscientific, but uh, the number one is space heaters. Really? Okay. This time of the year, a lot of people are using space heaters either to supplement their home, you know, the heating in the house or... You know, that may be their only way of heating the house, especially in some, um, you know, lower income homes that mm-hmm. are just using space heaters just to heat every room. Um, and a lot of the times those things are either like really, really old. I was going to say, is it more of like they're old or is it like the actual electrical plug in? Probably a little bit of both. Okay. Because uh, those things are drawing a lot of power to, you know, yes. to produce the heat. To, yeah. To electrically heat something is using a lot of power. Uh, a lot of times that in the, in an older home, the wiring in the house may not be able to handle the load that that, uh, heater's trying to pull. Mm-hmm. And then you just have things like people's just housekeeping, you know, sometimes like yeah. you're throwing, you're, you've got your, uh, 
uh, you've got it in the bathroom and you, you know, take your towel and you throw it and it lands oh, right on the heater yeah. and you don't think about it. Uh, even if it's the heater may be off, you know, if it's one of those older style that's got kind of that coils stays on like it, warm yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, that would be in in my opinion, probably the number one okay. a cause. Uh, and, and certainly for those you want to, they're not, they're not bad to have or to use. You just got to use them with caution, you know, make sure that you're keeping them away from anything, you know, three feet. Okay. Um, you know, making sure that you're not plugging them into extension cords. Yes. Um, especially those tiny brown extension cords you can get at the dollar store for, you know, a dollar. Yes. Uh, those are not designed to be pulling that kind of power through those things. And if you're running it for 10 hours, you know, it'll, it'll heat up those, uh, cables. And that's where we see a lot of those, they'll, okay. they'll just fail, you know, and then you've got an open, open cable that can, you know, start a fire. Now, is there actually, cause I've heard different things and obviously it's better to ask a professional as far as extension cords go, I know there's indoor and outdoor ones. Mm -hmm. Does that actually matter? I think it matters on how they are tested. Okay. Um, you know, when anything that goes to the, uh, to go be tested, that, that's how they're rated. Mm -hmm. And as long as they pass that certain, um, what they're being sent in for, then they're qualified as indoor or outdoor. Okay. Um, some of them may be outdoor, maybe a little bit more waterproof. Okay. Um, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Okay. Gotcha. All right, so definitely space heaters, you'd say, is number one. Mm -hmm. What would you say is number two? So then kind of tied into that space heaters is electrical issues. Okay. Um, you know, people are stringing up their houses, looking like the Griswolds. Oh, yeah. Uh, which we all love. You know, no, absolutely, um, you know, yeah. Um, and our house isn't that bad, but, you know, we've got some, you know, a bunch of lights, and people start plugging in more and more things into things that are not designed to be, you know, have that giant of an electrical load go through. Mm -hmm. So. Um, electrical problems is a big, is another big issue. And like I said, it, it goes along anything from Christmas lights and stuff like that to the space heaters. Um, and then just, you know, overloading any sort of circuit, any time of the year is not good. You know, using those electrical outlets or those electrical extension cords we're talking about, things mm -hmm. like that are just not, not good to be using, especially, you know, whenever you've got, uh, a giant you know, electrical load going through it. Now, what about those like, uh, electrical like boxes that you can plug into an outlet that's supposed to be able to allow you to put more there? Yeah. So as is long that some, is that like a better option than like plugging multiple extension cords in? Or is it something that like, no, just like don't overwhelm it? Right. I mean, that's the, the, the main key is not to overwhelm any outlet you have. Um, those do do a good job because a lot of them are, are have breakers in them mm -hmm. so that once that it's drawing too much power off of that, they uh, have like a safety breaker. Right. So okay. it should shut off. Um, but that's never really a good, uh, a good replacement for just having enough electrical outlets around your house, you know, yes. call, an, call an electrician to come install some more outlets for your, you know, your lighting needs or whatever. But yeah, those, um, those do do a better job of than just plugging those, you know, $10, you know, lights into each other yes. when you've got a, a, a stack of foot long, oh, of, yeah. you know, outlets all connected or whatever. So, oh geez. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I think I did that one year with my Christmas tree because one of the strands of lights went out. And so I just used an extension cord to like wrap it around yeah. there. And afterwards I was like, that probably wasn't the smartest yeah. thing I've ever done, but well, the, you know, lesson the learned. Good thing is a lot of lights now are led lights versus mm -hmm. the old, uh, you know, all air incandescent lights. Um, but those use a little bit less power, actually a lot less power than okay. the old style bulbs. So you can plug more of them in. Like if you read the directions, it may say you can plug in 10 strands together versus two or three. So, okay. you know, always pay attention to what it says on there. And so just, everyone actually read the directions on yeah, things. Yeah. yeah. Guys don't throw them away. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Okay. So third, what would we say? Uh, I feel like some type of cooking has to be in there. Yeah. So like you said. Like we were talking about, um, the holidays is a big time for families to get together, have family meals, um, cook turkey, whatever, mm -hmm. whatever your family likes to eat. Um, so, you know, a lot of times those, you're cooking a bunch of stuff. You might be cooking for several yes. hours. You've also got family there. You've got unattended, you know, cooking going on. So that's a big thing that we see. A lot of I mean, a lot of fires that we go to are kitchen fires, not just during the holidays, but just any time during the year, you know, somebody's left a pot on the stove. Sometimes they leave it on, they leave, you know, I got to run to the store real quick and they forgot. They oh had, my gosh. Yeah. You know, something cooking. 
and the neighbors will, you know, especially the apartment complex or whatever. Oh yeah. You know, they'll, they'll smell something burning. And, you know, a lot of times we get in there, it's just smoked up from the pot burning basically or whatever was inside. But, uh, Definitely cooking is it would be up there as well. Would um, you say it's more of stovetops or like ovens? Yeah, stovetops. I have seen a few oven fires, mm-hmm. um, but most of the times that's because somebody has left something in there for hours. Well, it just reminds me of what was it, the Santa Claus with Tim Allen, yeah. and he like is using like the fire extinguisher <laughs> like I, on the turkey. Yeah, yeah. That's and that's another good point you bring up is to always have an extinguisher. You know, yes. Most of us probably don't have an extinguisher, mm-hmm. you know, in their house or close to the stove and oven and all that. But, you know, you never want to throw water on a grease fire. Okay, and- so that was something I was going to ask you as far as, like, I know there's different types of fires. Mm-hmm. So, like, there can be, like, a grease fire when you're cooking. And what what is the proper protocol to take care of one of those, like, on your own? Yeah, so, I mean, like I was saying, having a good extinguisher, uh, a a dry chem extinguisher um, mm-hmm. can cover several different types of fires, um, electrical and, you know, a grease fire. There are specific uh, extinguishers that are made just for grease fires. But Really? Yeah. Like huh. if you go into a, a, a restaurant, they're going to have, um, it's it's called like Purple K, I believe is what it's called. And it's just a chemical. It's almost kind of like a foam um, oh. that kind of coats it. Um, but, you know, just for, for me or you, if you go into Home Depot, you can go get a, an extinguisher that should cover pretty much anything that you're going to want to try to put out yourself yeah. at the house before running outside. No, exactly. So, um, you know, those dry chem extinguishers do really well. Um, but, you know, there's, uh, you got to make sure that you you know what you're doing. You're not, you know, like you were saying earlier, it could be a little bit of a exciting situation. Yeah. I uh, feel like people just like panic in certain scenarios and not everyone's able to handle like chaos. Yeah. And so, cause it is, is like, I don't think like we all learned like stop, drop and roll when you're little. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen a person on fire, stop, drop and roll. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to run so, as fast yeah, as you I was can. like, yeah. people just like run and panic. And so it's like one of those things you're like, oh, well, we're all taught these things when you're younger, but in the scenario, it's just chaos. Yeah. I mean, you know, and then especially throwing, you've got kids there oh or my whatever. Gosh, and, yes. Um, sometimes, you know, it may just be the kids of themselves that are at the house, but mm-hmm. yeah, especially with those extinguishers, you know, there are little sayings for those and it's like pass, which is like point, aim, uh, squeeze and sweep. So, oh, okay. you know, um, you know, there's just a little bit of things like that, but whenever the stuff hits the fan, yeah. you know, <laughs> a lot of those are kind of go out the window and you're just yeah, exactly. running around and trying to get out of the house. Okay. So. Cause is it, you smother a grease fire? Yeah. Usually, so I mean, like, let's say someone doesn't have a fire extinguisher. Yeah. That's, then what's the best, like a wet towel? Yeah. If you had a wet towel close, but sometimes those grease fires can be, you yeah, know, you've seen videos massive. of them where they're burning up to the roof or yeah. up to the ceiling. Um, so you can, you know, I've seen you people use, you know, flour to try to throw on there. Um, which oh, is I just, wouldn't have thought about that. Well, it's, you know, it's just another way to smother it basically. Okay. Um, but yeah, you could use a towel, a wet towel if you had that. Um, now, as a professional, are you going to encourage people to actually try and take care of the fire themselves first? Or would you say like, if you literally just are panicked, just call 911? Anytime that you can try to put the fire out safely, I think that's a better option than just leaving it and yes. running out running out of the house. Yeah, agreed. Um, you know, like I was saying, I, I would, this is not a, a, a scientific fact either, but, you know, maybe nine times out of the 10 that we go to a, a food, you know, or a stovetop fire kind of thing, it's, it's already out. Oh, you know? so, okay. So, you know, it's, it's not going to be burning forever or whatever, mm-hmm. but, you know, a lot of times those have put themselves out or, or, you know, they're, they're not, they're not as, as bad as a, a, a huge, as people like right. think it's going to be. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, like we were saying, if it's a grease fire, you know, those things can burn pretty oh, intense yeah. for a quick, you know, quick flash. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you can do it safely, I would always say, try to handle it as best you can while somebody's calling 911 at the same time, Yeah, you know, Call 911 and then try to handle it if you can to get the fire department rolling just in case you can't. Yes. Uh, but So maybe no flambéing anything yeah. this Christmas, guys. Yeah. No yeah. flambés. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so whenever it comes to, like we were saying, is like people love a fried turkey. Mm-hmm. So 
whenever it comes to that type of cooking, say outside is the best place to be. Yeah, for sure. Um, Off the grass. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, like a driveway? A driveway is better. Um then in the grass, uh, you know, hopefully you're not going to have any issues to where that thing does boil up on you. And, and But what here's the thing is like, isn't it the reason that most of those happen is because people haven't fully thawed their right. turkey? Yeah. It's like whenever the, whenever the frozen turkey hits the boiling yes. oil. Then it's like, it's what, what the causes, hell are you doing? Yeah, that's yeah. what causes it to boil over. It's Here's the thing is, do you ever like as a firefighter, are you just like, look, like I'm not a culinary expert. <laughs> yeah. Like in that case, it's just like, look, like I'm the fire guy, not yeah. the culinary expert. Well, it, like just thaw your turkey. Yeah. You know, we, the fire department really almost has to be an expert in a lot of different fields. Y'all really do. And know? I don't think people understand that, which I want to get into another time, but yeah. Yeah. It just blows my mind. Yeah. We're kind of the catch all for somebody calls 911 and they don't know who to send. It's the fire department's going to go. Exactly. And, you know, I, I can't turn off my, my toilets running or something, you know, let's. <laughs> In the fire department, like, okay. It's just like, okay, we'll fine. We'll turn off the water for you. But yeah, um, yeah, you know, talking about the turkeys and stuff, always have those outside. You yes. know, I've seen pictures of people on Facebook that have them, they're trying to cook them inside because it was 20 degrees or whatever. But wear a jacket. Yeah, you know, go outside, you know, because you never know, no matter how safe you are, you just don't want to take a chance of no of that thing boiling over and, you know, that. burning down your house and ruining your, your Christmas or Thanksgiving or whatever. Literally, holiday. that's what I would imagine. So, and then same thing, since that's technically, I guess, grease as well, you would do the same thing as like, if heaven forbid, Mother, and then also you would need to have a firefighter or not a firefighter, sorry, a fire extinguisher nearby. You could have a would, firefighter yeah, there if you like, wanted to. It would be to. great yeah. to always yeah. have there a firefighter nearby. Cooks out there. Yeah, great <laughs> firefighter cooks. I'm not like, one I of them, but I have had some of y'all's cooking before yeah. and I was very happy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah, definitely the same thing. Um, if you have an extinguisher, um, keep it close. But a lot of times when those things boil over, they're going to overpower probably anything you're trying to do. Uh, I saw a pretty funny video the other day of guy cooking his turkey and he had a uh, a canopy over the top of it no yeah. and uh, you know is trying to stay out of the weather like we're talking about the but, common sense factor yeah. sometimes is just not there for it, people i feel like yeah it bowled over and here he, i mean he, he had staked that thing to the ground so it wasn't like he could just grab it and try to pull it away it was you oh know, no and catching that thing on fire and yeah one thing leads to another luckily he was away from the house so you know all he did was lose a canopy and a little bit of grass but yeah uh, you know it's just it's always just trying to look look ahead to see what could possibly happen. You yeah. know, I mean, what's what could happen if this happens or this happens and and you know, most of the times you're fine, but that one one time you're not, you know, you're you're talking about some serious consequences. So Well, here's a this I this is probably not going to come out the proper way, but as far as fire is concerned and like the logistics behind a fire, fire typically is going to go up. Mhm. Mm correct? Right. So that's my biggest thing is like, I feel like people need to know that is like, if there's going to be a fire, it's most likely shooting up, not like out and low. Yeah. And so I feel like whenever you're talking about canopies and having things covered and everything else, like that's what people need to know. Yeah. It's like, it's going to go high and then kind of settle back down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's anything. I mean, fire and the smoke and it's going to travel up until it hit, hits something and mm -hmm. it's going to find the, the, the path of least resistance, which is usually out and then back yeah. down. So, okay. Yeah. So I as mean, far as like canopies, anything covered, mm -hmm. things like that, that's what people need to pay attention to. Yeah. That'd be like, kind of like to me, I mean, obviously you're, you're in an open area, but they're like putting a canopy over your, your outside yes. campfire, you know, yeah, like, it's like, you're not going to do that. So, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it's just, just little things here and there that, that people probably don't think about. And like you said, nine times out of 10, they're fine. It's just, you know, if something goes wrong that one time, you're just, uh, you're wishing you oh, hadn't done it. So yes, no, that's so, so true. Okay. So moving on. So mm -hmm. that's like three. Mm -hmm. Now let's move on to four. What would you say is like four? So number four, also another heating issue, um, I would say, is uh, we, we catch these quite a bit are chimney fires. Really? Yeah. Like people not cleaning their chimneys? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, you know, those things get pretty neglected, I think. Um, I remember growing up. That, I feel like especially in Texas, yeah, probably. We, yeah. We had a fireplace in my house, and I don't remember anybody ever coming out and no and cleaning it, you know. Or, so are there actual, like, chimney sweeps? Oh, yeah. That come and do that? Because yeah, then just I like also, Mary Poppins. yeah. Yeah, they're up on your roof dancing around up there, and then, <laughs> yeah, singing songs. 
But then also I saw these like logs that are supposed to clean your yeah, chimney. Uh, Do those actually work, you think? I, I think so. Maybe. I remember that's all we had, you know, was, <laughs> that's what our parents would use. And knock on wood, you know, nothing ever happened. That's but, the thing is like, it makes me wonder like... I mean, because how do you even see up there, really? Yeah, I mean, that's why you and, get like, a tell. professional out there to look and, and, and see what's going on because they just develop a lot of uh, a lot of buildup over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people, you know, they light them off. You know, they, you know, the first little cold streak comes in, you want to start a fire. I know, then, everyone gets so yeah, excited, especially I mean, in Texas. Yeah. But next thing you know, they're, they're catching a house on fire, you know, and a lot of times it's at the roof line where that chimney's passing through uh, the ceiling and the joists and everything and up to the roof. Um, but, yeah, having somebody come out and inspect that yearly is obviously a recommendation uh, that anybody should follow. I know it doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, but especially if it's your first uh, your first time you're burning that thing in the season, Yeah. really keep an eye on it. Don't, you know, make sure that it's, it's acting right. You're not seeing anything funny out of it. You know, if you happen to be outside, just take a look to make sure that you don't see smoke coming from the base of the chimney where it's extending out of the roof, um, things like that. Um, but once the fire's done, and we've actually had this happen to a firefighter a few years ago, when you get ready to take all your coals out, make sure that you're putting it in like an, a metal can or something and away oh, from the house. Okay. Um, we had a guy whose house caught on fire. You know, those coals were a little bit too close to the house. I don't know if the wind blew them over or, or what the scenario was, but yeah, those. That's so scary. I mean, those those things can stay hot for for several days. Mm -hmm. So, you know, not just put it outside and it'll be good for a couple hours. It's, you know, a couple of days, those things can stay pretty hot and have embers in them. So I think it's important, too, is like, obviously, you still like, regardless of how many precautions you take, things can still happen. Right. Yeah. Like, that's the thing is like, it can literally happen to anyone, regardless of like what you're trying to do. Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, we've had, you know guys who've had houses catch on fire, you know, they're firefighters just from, from careless mistakes, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's just easy. It's very easy just to, to kind of think it's not going to happen to you or, you know, I'm I'm good. And that's the way we look at life at a lot of things. Honestly, that's so true. I feel like so many people are just like, oh, well, like I do all this, like I'll be fine. No, yeah, (laughs) it's just not the case. Yeah. So, okay. What would be number five? You would say, um, Let me go to my notes real quick. I was going to say, I was like, because also, I don't know if this is as common as most people would say, but like actual real trees. Yeah. Um, Because I don't think like a lot of people, I feel like get them and then don't realize you have to water them and they get dry and like then you're putting lights on them. Yeah. Like I feel like a real tree because it just reminds me of what is it Christmas vacation? Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, like same thing is yeah, poof. just like it just poof. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a, a concern. Um, we don't see that as often, I don't think, because I think so many people have gone to you know the, like fake, the artificial the trees, artificial yeah. trees that already have lights and stuff on them. And um, but I remember growing up having trees, mm-hmm. you know, real trees in the house, and you know that's been twenty something years ago that. We had those. Yes, exactly. um, Yeah, definitely. Like you're saying, keep those things watered, you know, daily. Make sure you're you're checking on them. Make sure that they're, you know, got plenty of water in those little containers or Mm -hmm. holders that they're in. Um, Keep those things away from the fireplace. I know a lot of times that people have them close to their fireplace. that's so true, yeah. And just that radiant heat from the fireplace Mm -hmm. can eventually heat up a tree or any, whether it's artificial or or real, can heat it up to enough where it's going to catch on fire. So. Like I said, you're just always kind of planning and, and wanting to look ahead to say what yeah. what could happen if this, you know, if I put this here or put this there, plug this in over here, mm-hmm. you know, what, what can happen? Um, uh, you know, then again, don't overload your tree with a bunch of Yes, with all light. the lights yeah. and everything. Yeah. Also, I was reading something and it was talking about how most wrapping paper is actually flammable. That probably is true. And yeah. I was like... I would not have ever thought about that. Yeah. But. Super flammable, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I was like, I mean, I guess maybe some of the stuff that's like real shiny and like dramatic. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I've never, I've never seen anything on that. Or I've never really witnessed any. Yeah. I was burning, like, I don't but, know. I was like, that's just one thing I read. And then it also said like flammable gifts. And I was like, what are y'all buying that is a flammable <laughs> yeah. gift? Like, yeah. what is that? Yeah. Besides just like plastic stuff, I would think like plastic toys. Yeah. I don't know. That might be an interesting uh, 
experiment though after the holidays is to, oh. to light some on a fire and I oh my don't gosh, recommend this to anybody, but yeah, you know. Well, yeah, I was like, well, hey, I was like, maybe if anything, I was like, I'll come to the station and yeah. we can try and do it. Yeah, I was like, I can film it. That'd yeah. be fun. Well, not, I don't know if fun's the right word, but you know, cause like, I don't want to make it sound like I want someone to have a bad experience, but also it's a learning a, lesson. Learning yeah, lesson. Learning. Yeah. Like, so, you know, it is what it is. Science. Yeah. We can get scientific about yeah. some stuff. So yeah. Okay. What else you got? Uh, so let's see, uh, candles, another big thing, you oh, know, I, I mean, can only imagine. Yeah. We have candles in the house 24 seven all year long, but the main thing is just like anything else, make sure you're keeping an eye on it. Uh, make sure you're, you're extinguishing those candles before you go to bed, before yes. you leave the house. Um, a lot of times during the winter, people may have more candles. They want it to smell mm-hmm. like whatever that, you know, the holiday smell is that you like. Um, but just make sure that they're not reachable by kids, that, you know, pets, mm-hmm. can't knock them over because candles are a pretty big cause of fires. I mean, you know, putting them too close to some curtains or oh, I believe some that. drapes, you know, people put them in yeah. the windows for, uh, you know, for to light up so you can drive by and see them and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So candles are, you know, at least a foot away from anything that's flammable. Um, like I said, out of reach of the children and pets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's probably really, you know, we don't see those as often as we used to, you know. Uh, well, I think a lot of people use like the electric ones mm-hmm. now, which is like what I have is like all mine are like, like remote controlled. Yeah. So because like in their batteries, because I just like, that's my thing. I'm like, I'd rather have more candles and not have to be stressed about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And who wants to walk around lighting a hundred yeah, candles? So exactly yeah. that. And also, like, you could, I think most people now have, like, wall plugins mm-hmm. as far as, like, scent mm-hmm. goes. So, it's like, okay, I have my candles and my wall plugins, so it still smells perfect. Yeah. But I do love a candle, so yeah. that's hard. Yeah. Especially, I know all the ladies listening are probably thinking about the Bath and Body Works candles that are always on sale, and we all love the smell of them. So, yeah, the struggle's real. Yeah. It's, you know, like I said, you can use them safely. Just yeah. have to, you know, make sure you're just... Just be Check smart the about it. To yeah. make sure that they're they're not too close to anything and mm-hmm. they're not left unattended for hours on end or whatever. So yeah, th- I think that's the biggest thing is I've seen gone to some friends' houses and like the candle gets like super low and I was like, you know that it can break the glass. Yeah, and they're just like, what? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've seen them crack before. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I've seen them crack mm-hmm. too because our, there's only been one scenario, but that happened to my friend. She's like, oh my gosh, the candle broke and everything's on fire, and I was just like. Well, give me a second. And I literally went and got a towel and like put it out. She was like, thank, she ran to her patio. Yeah. And I was like, really? I was yep. like, don't worry. I got this. Fight or flight. Yep. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, I, I thrive sometimes yeah. in chaos. Yeah. So it is what it is. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. What else? So uh, probably as far as fires go, I don't really know of any other um, big, you know, big. Well, those are like, I feel like the top five right. though. Is that's yeah. like pretty perfect of what. I would think. Yeah, anything that heating, um, like I said, the space heaters, you know, and the fireplaces, all your electrical problems and the cooking, really mm-hmm. that's the the probably the five, you know, four or five top mm-hmm. things that we're going to respond to in the winter. Um, but on top of that, you know, one of the main things if uh, is CO poisoning. Um, okay, so people need to make sure that they're having their uh, monitors all checked. Yeah. Or what, not monitors. Yeah, CO monitor. Yeah. Okay, so, so it's a CO monitor, but then also their, uh, what is it? Why can't I think of how simple it is? Their fire alarm. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. what is that thing called? It's very yeah. simple. So you can buy them now that are combined, that are both smoke alarms and CO detectors. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and it's just personal preference. You know, if you're buying a new home, it's probably already wired up before yeah. you even have a chance to, to make the decision. But here's the thing. I feel like a lot of people with their, like, smoke alarms will, like, it'll start beeping. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to change the battery. And so they just unplug it. Yeah, which is a horrible idea. It really is. Yeah. Like, yes, it's very annoying. But it's like, just get a ladder and just go change it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I can't tell you how many houses I've gone into. And, and for one, they just... Don't even care they're sitting there chirping. I was like, golly, that would drive me crazy. Oh, it would drive me insane. You know, or two, yeah, you go in there and they've been unplugged. And mm-hmm. and like it or not, I mean, those things are there for a reason and they save lives. They really do. Yeah. I mean, you know, fire comes in the middle of the night, those things can get going way beyond what you would think, you know, while you're asleep. Yeah. And you would not even know. It. I mean, if it was in the other room, if it was in the kitchen, it was in another bedroom, whatever, uh, you know, those things can get so out of control before you would ever know. 
yeah. um, anything about it. And especially now um, that we are, are really trying to reach the uh, close while you doze, which okay, is closing the door. Okay, I was going to say door. the closing the door. Mm-hmm. I, was, I wanted to ask about that because I've recently seen commercials about it even. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting because I've never seen that before. And what he's talking about is like, I'm sure y'all have seen videos that are viral about there's like this person walking through their home and they're showing basically everything in the home is burned and destroyed. And they open a door into, I think it was one of the kids' rooms and the door was shut and the room is like pristine, like nothing touched it. Yeah. And I think that's amazing information to share. Yeah, we've had quite a few of those over the past few years, and I got to witness one of them uh, when I was a driver at Station 3. We had a fire come in in the middle of the night, and we pull up, and it was in a duplex, and uh, the guys went in. Somebody, as we were pulling up, I'm driving. A guy comes up to the door, like, hey, my grandpa's in the back of the house. My grandpa's in the back of the house. Well, you know, it's it's not an immediate, you you park the truck and all of a sudden you're spraying yeah. water. I mean, it's a process to stretch out the hose. Yeah, we exactly. have to put the truck in the pump gear and all these mm-hmm. different things that have to happen before we can actually get water onto mm-hmm. the fire. Well, one of the fire firefighters went around the back of the house and found the window where the guy was, his bedroom was at. And the guy was actually, uh, um, in a wheelchair. Oh my um, gosh. He was in bed, but I mean, he had to use a wheelchair to, to get around and, and Ira saw him and went in the window and it was smoky in there, but not, overwhelmingly, yeah. you know, he had his air pack on and all that. So he was able to go in, pull the guy to the door. And, uh, the other guys were able to pull, I mean, to the window, yeah. and was able to pull him out. Well, they attributed him being able to be in because there. Because his door was shut? his door was shut and it burned. So it was like a hollow <sighs> core door and it burnt the, the side that was facing the rest of the house. It burnt off the outside layer of that, but left the inside, which was just enough to give him time for us to get there to, to pull him out. That is insane. So yeah, like, definitely, what a blessing. It, I mean, it's, it's more than just a saying. There, there's there's tons of of different you know um, different scenarios and different um, different uh, fires where that's happened to where it's it's been documented enough that it is a, a very valid yeah. thing to do every night. Is to yeah. close your door. Hopefully, you have a smoke detector just on the outside of your door. Mm-hmm. So. You know, a lot of people are thinking, well, I want the smoke to wake me up. Well, smoke may choke you out. You yeah, know? exactly. And so if you have your door shut and you have a smoke alarm on the outside uh, close to where you sleep, you know, it should be loud enough that it's going to wake you up at night. Mm-hmm. You know, so and then that gives you a way. You may be able to open up that door to check to see if you can go out that way. But, yeah. you know, hopefully you've got a, a second way out through a window. Uh, maybe you're. Well, you're, I know they also say, like, isn't it like you can barely like tap the door handle to see if it's hot or not also. Yeah. Or use the kind of the back of your hand a little bit so that, you know, a lot of times, uh, like whenever people will grab onto something like their reflexes from being so hot, like you hold on to it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you can use the back of your hand. If you want to try to tap it real quick to see, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you could do that too, but yeah, definitely in that close before you doze thing is, a has been a big push over the last few years. And like I said, in Fort Worth alone, we've seen, several incidences of that, you know, saving lives. That's amazing. Yeah. I was like, I've just saw a commercial, but it was just saying, just remember three words and it's close the door. But I like close while you doze because mm-hmm. I feel like it's just easier to remember yeah. for most people. And I feel like kids would remember that as yeah. well, Yeah, it's kind which of is little, important. Yeah. Kind of a little catchy little Yeah, little exactly. Deal. I was like, I feel like you need stuff like that. And then you said pass is the one that you use for using a fire extinguisher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you said that's... Can you go over that again? So that could be, there's kind of two different, it could be either point or pull, like you're pulling the pin. Okay. Um, point or pull. Yeah. Aim, mm-hmm. uh, squeeze, squeezing the, the Squeeze the, handle, the like, yeah. And then sweep. So you're sweeping back and forth. Side to side. Yeah, side to side. Okay. Gotcha. So yeah, pass is, I think it usually is, uh, is pull, aim, squeeze, and sweep. sweep. Yeah. Okay. So what would be like the top things, like everyone listening I would say, or I obviously you correct me, everyone needs a fire extinguisher. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure that you're using outlets that work. Yes. And extension cords in a proper manner. Yeah, that are rated for what you're going to yeah, use. Yeah, rated for what you actually need. Yeah. Close the door mm-hmm. whenever you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need to put anything over the top of any type of fire, like grease fire, like if you're f- cooking wise. Yeah. But then also you can smother a grease fire. Yes. 
Um, make sure you're getting your detectors. All the batteries are working. Mm-hmm. Usually during time change is a good time to, that's kind of when we oh, preach that too. Okay. It's like, hey, whenever the time springs forward, falls back, you know, check them. Um, okay. Just at least test them. Uh, a lot of them have internal batteries now where they're, you can't change the batteries out, but they're good for 10 years. Mm-hmm. So at least check them, you know, twice a yeah, year. Yeah, that's smart. Okay, what else? Is there anything else I'm missing? Um, yeah, along with that, just your CO detectors at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other thing that I could say that I think would be pertinent, especially this time of the year, uh, we all remember the big the big freeze that we had a couple of years oh ago. Oh, my gosh, yes. Uh, you know, our house got down to like 33 degrees because um, we live in an old house uh-huh. and just not very well insulated. But make sure that you're—you can never be prepared for that, you know, 100%. Yeah, but, exactly. You know, I think that kind of brought to the forefront in a lot of people's minds just having some sort of kit, mm-hmm. you know, um, that you can use for anything, whether it's a— floods or tornadoes or, you know, the power being out, just to have some sort of kit where you're self-sufficient for a couple of days, mm-hmm. you know, with water, flashlights, batteries, some food, yeah. you know, if you want to use uh, MRE, you know, meals, yeah. um, just something like that, um, you know, and having things like, uh, like de-icer for your, your sidewalks, yes. you know, we don't get snow, we get ice. No, that's the thing. So Thank you, Texas. we see a ton of calls, you know, when it, that comes in where people are just Slipping and falling, you know, mm-hmm. because you, you can't see it all the time. And, and the black ice out, and everything, my car yeah. And just, whoop, there they go. I know, so, and then you're going to break something. Yeah. And then it's a whole other scenario. Mm-hmm. What about as far as, like, wrapping your pipes? Yeah. That's, Would you, like, because I'm sure y'all get calls for, like, busted water, oh, like, yeah. breaks and everything yeah, any, as well. Anytime it go, gets below freezing, you know, that's a big thing, especially, like, in commercial buildings or, or parking lots a lot where, uh, you know, commercial, uh, multi-story parking lots, yeah. parking garage, basically. Um, but at the house, yeah, definitely, you know, make sure you're, a lot of people like to unplug their, I mean, like uncouple their hoses to keep Mm -hmm. them from from busting and stuff like that. But But they have those little covers you can put on stuff to like make sure that they stay like they're not going to freeze and bust. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely a good, a good thing to have and to use those, um, anytime it's going to be below freezing for several hours for sure. Um, because we do, we have to go to houses and turn off the water at the whole house. Cause that's the only, we're not plumbers, so we can't come. Fix the leak, but we can stop it by turning off the water to your whole house. But then you can't take a shower, you can't do any mm-hmm. laundry, you can't, you know, wash your hands or whatever. So, yeah, um, yeah, definitely taking those precautions during freezing weather too is a, is a good, good idea. I mean, it's just so crazy to think about all these like different things because I know there's so much that we could like deep dive into. Oh, yeah. But I figured like we should at least cover these topics right before Christmas. Yeah, because I feel like that's when. You're going to have people over. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to be distracted, like you said. like Drinking, People maybe. are going to be, yes, drinking <laughs> in the kitchen, yeah. you know, like wandering, running to the store to go grab stuff, yeah. like whatever. And like you just get distracted, yeah. I feel like. Yeah, it could be a very crazy, hectic time. We all know that, you know, it's just uh, trying to trying to make sure that you're setting yourself up, you know. For success. For success. Yes, and exactly. not, you know, to, to not have to call us because. You know, no, we, we don't want to come to anybody's house and see it burnt down. No, or, you know, but on then fire. also because it also, I feel like doing these basic things then allows y'all to actually be at calls that are necessary. Yeah. Which is like one of those things that just, I guess, from me having multiple friends that are cops, firefighters, et cetera, I'm like, y'all have actual emergencies to attend to. And if all of us can just do our part by doing these basic things, then we're able to allow you to do your job. Yeah. So. Yeah, I feel like that's something that's just needed. Yeah, because like we're just busier and busier every day. You know, the city is growing. Oh, uh, it's growing so fast. The call volume for the fire department is is crazy. Um, just, I can only imagine. You know, so yeah. Does any, Fort Worth have enough firefighters right now? Um, so we are staffed. Um, at we're actually staffed above what we're supposed to be staffed at. That's good. Um, but at the beginning of the year, we're going to have retirements. Um, yeah. So we will drop below that. Uh, we hired a couple of classes off this last uh, testing that we did, the last list, but we don't even have any tests, I don't think, scheduled until like February or something. And then it's, it's like a six or eight month process just oh, wow. to get people into the fire academy. Mm-hmm. And then the academy is another six or eight months now. And so we're talking probably a, a well over a year from yeah. now before we'd even have anybody even sitting in seats in the fire academy. So that's crazy. Um, yeah, we are staffed. Uh right now we're we're doing good. Um, but where there's times whenever we are, you know, 
we're does it well, kind of fluctuate? Yeah, it yeah. does, and you can never really stay on top of it. I don't, I don't think. Um, but what happens is that like we go so long without giving a test for some reason, and then you're behind the eight ball because you can't catch up. Yeah. Um, luckily, we have been able to catch up. Um, just slow down in some retirements and stuff like that. But um, we're definitely growing. You know, they're mm-hmm. looking at putting. There's a new station that just opened up, uh, like at 287 and 35. Oh, wow. Station okay. 45 opened up about a month ago. How many stations are there? There's 45, yeah. That's, that's, okay, so yeah. it does go in, like, order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. we, we skipped a couple numbers for some reason, um, but then they went Is that, but, like, a <laughs> luck thing, or? Well, so Station 11 used to be, um, which is not that far from here. It's right over on Grand Avenue. Okay. Right across from that uh, cemetery. Okay, yeah. And that used to be Station 11, and then it turned into our air shop, where the guys who work on our air packs, and they go okay. to the fires and mm-hmm. refill bottles and all that. Well, for some reason... When that turned to the air shop instead of Station Eleven, they just left it, left it alone. So there's no Station Eleven. There is now, yeah. Oh, okay. And it's I was built, gonna say it's way up by uh, Texas Motor Speedway. Oh. And so then there was also no forty-two or forty-three. They skipped those numbers because they swapped a station that's at Meacham uh, because like the runway numbers were numbered the same as the fire station. Oh. And so it that was could have like, been bad. Yeah. Yeah. So then they swapped that to forty-four instead of thirty-four. So we've now we're now we're sequen- sequential. Yeah, we're one to forty-five. That's so now. crazy. Yeah. So yeah, um, a couple more you know that need to go out like west. We've got mm-hmm. one in a tent, basically, or in a in a uh, trailer with the tent. Stop it. Yeah, out there. If you look, uh, go to Walsh Ranch, and right behind Cooks, there's a temporary building back there, and a giant canvas tent is where the fire truck sits. Oh um, my mm-hmm. gosh, They've that is there wild. Like a year, I think. And as far as I know, they haven't broken ground on any fire station yet. Uh, I know that's a big issue for... Um, yeah, because that area is booming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you've driven into Walsh Ranch lately, it's just crazy. Um, and then supposedly there's supposed to be at least two fire stations inside that Walsh Ranch. So I know Michael Crane out there, the city yeah. councilman, is is really pushing to get those going. So um, luckily we have him, you know, helping us out there. But... Yeah, those guys have been in a uh, temporary building for, I think, a year. I want to say open January of this year. That is so crazy to yeah. think about. Um, I think, is it Station 2's the oldest one? Uh, Station 2 is, is second oldest. Second oldest. The oldest okay. one is actually Station 18 right on Carlton, right there on uh, Camp Bowie. You probably okay. won't even notice it if you drove yeah. by it because it kind of fits in with the houses. But Wait, th- is it the one over by the Texas Girls Choir? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that one was built. Um, I want to say they just had that one's built in like a nineteen. It's it's over a hundred years old, uh, and it's it's really a cool station. If you ever mm-hmm. get a chance to go in there, it's a two story station as well. Do they uh, have the pole? No, they had to get rid of it whenever they got a new fire truck that was oh, too big for the truck okay. room because that thing was you know built for much smaller equipment yeah. than what we have now, and so they got rid of that pole. To, to put to be able to back the fire truck in there, but the yeah. bedrooms are still all upstairs. Um, there's like a little, their only little living room area is upstairs, but it's a cool station. It's a, it's supposedly haunted. Ooh, uh, I want to go. You know, it's pretty cool. They got some cool stuff over there, some cool t shirts with some ghosts and stuff on it, and some cool stories about who supposedly haunts it. But, um, Ooh. yeah, it's pretty interesting if you ever okay. get, you know, get a chance to go by and talk to those guys. They're real knowledgeable about, about that station. Well, that's what I was going to say is so, because whenever I first, started learning about like Fort Worth firefighters and everything through Hallie's Heroes. Mm-hmm. It was at Station 2 yeah. and it was Shane. Shane. Mm-hmm. And so that was the thing is he was just like, come up here, like look at the station, yeah. like everything. And I thought it was so cool. I was like, that's something I didn't know that was allowed. I yeah. figured it was like, no, that's like a government, <clears throat> you know, like entity in a sense, like you have to stay away. And he was like, no, he was like, you can come up here. We'll give you a tour. Yeah. I got to go on a ride along. Yeah. Like, it was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. And so I didn't know that that was something, like, I don't know if I necessarily want to, like, share this information so y'all don't get, like, overwhelmed with people trying to be like, hey, I want to come hang out. But at the same time, I think it is really interesting, and I think people should come talk to y'all and learn more and have, like, a one-on-one experience in a sense. Yeah, definitely. I mean, our our doors are always open to the public to come, you know, see what we're doing or come check out the trucks. Uh, you know, a great time for that is early morning, say, 8 to 10, somewhere mm-hmm. in that range. You know, while the guys, usually that's when we're doing our truck checks. You know, they've got the truck pulled out on the on the apron, as we call yeah. it, um, out in front of the station. They're running the lights. They're running the, the 
you know, and like especially for like kids and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, cause I remember what I used to take my nieces is we had, like took the firefighters like cookies at the holidays. Mm-hmm. So we would go take them cookies, and then they got to like see the station and see the trucks and everything like that. And I thought it was like. They just loved it. Yeah. And I don't want to put this off on Shane, you know, or station two, <laughs> but that is the coolest station in my opinion. I, I mean, it is really because they have the pole yeah. too. And they were like, you can slide down it. I was like, no. Yeah. I, I was like, it's like, you don't realize how far of a drop it, it is. It doesn't look that scary until you're, I mean, if you're looking up from the bottom, you're, yeah. I mean, you're almost cutting half of it off just because you're tall, you know, and you're looking up. But once you're standing up there looking down. That was the thing is I looked down and I was like, absolutely not. Yeah. I was like, that looks terrifying. There's a technique to it. And so whenever you get hired and then you kind of work around the city, you don't have a a spot. You're what we call vacation relief. And so, you know, I was pretty good at sliding down the pole at that time. (laughs) But Station 17 um, just opened up a couple of years ago. And it's uh, right by our training center on Hemp Hill. And it's a really cool station too, and it's a two-story, um, and it's got poles. Oh, okay. And so it's it's pretty close to my station. So when I work overtime, I get sent over there a lot, and I have lost the the technique. Like I'm just squeaking all the way down that thing, you know, <laughs> like basically like a a carpet burn all the way down. Uh, so there's a technique but for like, sure. Watching them go down it, just fly down oh, it. Oh yeah. Because also y'all. W- We'll have to get into all this another time because I'm just getting excited talking about all of it, remembering everything. But like y'all's alert systems and like all the different tones mm-hmm. and everything. And like you'll have that big map that shows where everything's going on. Yeah. I was like, there's just so much to it that I was like, I don't know how I would focus on one thing. Yeah. Like y'all have to be on constant like watch doing stuff. Yeah. It's mind blowing to me. I don't know how you do it, but I'm very grateful you do. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that people don't know about. No, and that's people why, have no idea. Yeah, we invite people to come check it out. You know, we don't just sit around the fire station all day and, you know, take naps and all that. I, you know? And that's the thing is like, I hate it when people are just like, oh, well, they're out buying groceries and stuff. It's like, they have to eat. Yeah. And that's comes out of our pocket. You know, yeah, I mean, anything I like, that we're doing is, is coming out of our pocket for the yeah, day. Yeah. Like, that's just wild to me seeing people. But like, I would highly encourage everyone to go to like either your local station or obviously go see Clay, go see Shane, like go Mm -hmm. see someone. If you want to know somewhere to go, I will do my best to send you somewhere because these guys really just like do the most. And I think everyone needs to just go see it to have a like better appreciation for it. So yeah, I thank you so much for coming on today. This is so awesome. Yeah, this is a a, a first for me. Um, Yeah, it's exciting to kind of talk about um, stuff at work, you know. Yeah. Um, pretty, pretty fun. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. I was like, well, we'll have to do it again because I know we'll, we won't, I'll, I'm not going to tease everyone, but we do have, I want to talk about more Fort Worth stuff as far as it goes to, um, our local heroes. So we definitely need to do that and why they need all of our help and support. So, um, y'all make sure that you listen to this episode and share it with everyone as far as keeping everyone in your friends, family, et cetera, safe. And please actually listen to these tips and tricks because just please, no one wants to have a tragedy at the holidays. So let's do that. But until next time, cheers.